Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are sharing the life and career of Disney legend Kenny Ortega, a director and choreographer for some of the most beloved Disney films. There is so much for us to unpack. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Ortega. Kenny freaking Ortega. I'm so pumped for this episode. What a man. What a legend. Literally a legend. So obviously we do these episodes called Disney Legends. Kenny Ortega was inducted into the Disney Hall of Fame as a Disney legend in 2019 at the most previous D23 Expo. We just had the most recent one post-pandemic. So he hasn't been in the legends category for too long, but it is so well-deserved. Absolutely. I feel like he should have earned this Legends Award probably earlier than 2019, but very excited that he now has this prestigious award upon him. He's so deserving of it. His career is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I knew that he had a pretty long list of things that he was responsible for and a part of but in doing research for this episode i learned so much and am just even more in love with this man i i for real that's i echo that a hundred percent i knew i already knew a lot and i was like okay what else has he got here in his repertoire oh my goodness like just outside of the disney world bubble i mean it's absolutely incredible the people that he has worked with, the productions that he's been a part of, mind-blowing, and he is so insanely talented. Yeah, I mean, to go from his early career of working with top-notch artists, pop artists, to these legendary, iconic, never-going-to-go-out-of-style Disney films, I mean, the man's a genius. Yes, if you do not know who Kenny Ortega is, well, by the end of this episode, I'm sure you will have learned many things about Kenny, but as a quick little summary, he is a director, choreographer, I mean, he was an actor at one point, but he is really most well known for his directing and choreography in different Disney films that we know and love today, which we are going to share all of those with you. Yeah, well, why don't we start at the beginning? Let's talk about how Kenny got into the biz. Okay, all right. So Kenneth John Ortega was born on April 18th, 1950, which makes him 72 years old. I put lots of exclamation points next to that because I'm like, holy crap, he's 72? Still a freaking dance rock star like you've seen clips of him doing the choreography and directing for things like descendants and he's still got it i mean he's like in there with the teenagers basically can pop lock and drop it just like them and i'm like <laughs> look at those joints you better go ahead sir yeah i mean uh, there are studies out there that show that flexible people live longer so you dancers out there i mean there's something about dancing that keeps you young 
And if you're not into dancing, just start some yoga, you know, start some really deep stretches. It's going to help build your flexibility. Longer life. Yeah. So that's just your health tip for the day. But back to Kenny. (laughs) Instead of trip tip, we have health tips today. (laughs) Yes. Kenneth, John Ortega. Yeah. He was born to a waitress and a factory worker in California. And I just love these from the ground up stories where he truly was a regular kid just like a lot of us who had a dream he loved singing dancing acting all of those things pretty early on he cheered in high school and was a part of the drama club and from that just blossomed into who we know in terms of his his career in the music business and the film business but he started so young with a passion and a love for all things singing dancing acting I know it's great he also he's gay and in a 2014 interview I actually have a quote by him that I think was just incredible that he shared. He said, as a gay man, having grown up in the 50s and 60s, I have to say I'm very proud of the industry that I work in. I think it's incredible that he is like, he's a part of this anti-bullying organization and stands up for himself and his sexual orientation and is is proud to, to share that with the world. And um, I love that about him. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, in that era, being a cheerleader and a part of the drama club in the 50s, 60s era. Must very difficult. Yeah, it's a, a no surprise to anyone that that's a position that somebody would be in as a male where you probably get picked on, get made fun of. And it's something that he hasn't not necessarily let go, but he has been a voice and stood in the gap for other people who couldn't do it for themselves moving forward, knowing the experience that he had as somebody who um, loved things that seemed like they weren't meant for men. And um, I just, I, I love that that's a part of what he's done moving forward as he's made a name for himself and not forgotten other people like him who maybe had a hard time yeah. trying to do something that they love, but people telling them that that makes them not fit in. Absolutely. I can't I can't begin to imagine what it would have been like to grow up, like you said, in the 50s and 60s with that type of stigma over you with, you know, we've come so far um, with this topic since since those days. So I think the fact that he continues to speak out in these organizations continues to show his support and and love for that community. So it's great. I love that. Yeah, definitely. So after high school, it seems like he just dove right in to his acting specifically career. He was an actor in traveling productions of Oliver and Hare, and that's really where he started in terms of being in this industry that we know as show business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he actually got offered the leading role in Jesus Christ Superstar, but he turned it down to become a choreographer for a San Francisco-based band, The Tubes. Have you ever heard of The Tubes? I have not heard of The Tubes. you know, um, I'd like to say that I have. If I did a deep dive, I maybe have heard a song, but um, not that it comes to mind immediately. So I think something that's super interesting about his story with this particular band and his role here the way that they hired him, they saw him dancing in a club. That yeah, I, I literally read it. That was so funny. They, he was at a club. He was doing his thing. He was dancing. And this band said, he seems like the right guy. 
and then just <laughs> tried to hire him to do choreography for their tour. And, and not only did they just hire him for that tour, he actually toured with that band specifically for 10 years. A whole decade. A whole decade with the tubes. I've got to go listen to their music. I've got to know at least something. I hope so. If I don't know something, then I'm going to learn it because of Kenny Ortega. <laughs> so... That's something that I'm gonna research later. But after touring with the tubes, he got uh, a call from Cher and wanted to be a choreographer or um, part of a show that she was doing. And it just starts to ripple effect from there. The number of artists that start reaching out to him, wanting him to do choreography and be a part of their shows. Yeah. he worked with Cher, Gloria Estefan, is Mm -hmm. that how you say that? Yeah, Um, Gloria Estefan is a part of Cosmic Rewind, so it's like full circle, all of these little (laughs) Disney nods. I love it. Yeah, we got conga, so um, maybe Kenny did some conga choreography before this whole Cosmic Rewind thing even was spoken into existence. honestly might have. He also has worked, uh, has directed concert tours for Miley Cyrus, but the biggest one on here, he has, uh, like, he had huge involvement with the Michael Jackson. Like, person, like, very personal. Very personal relationship. relationship Michael Jackson tour guru. Which I had no idea that he choreographed and directed basically almost all of Michael Jackson's tours. Yeah, I mean, from uh, I can't remember what um what the first tour he did was with Michael Jackson, but I do know that he started with him in 1992. Okay. Um and he did I think the Dangerous World tour was the first mm-hmm. one and then the other there was two more after that. And then he started production um or directing on the this is this is it. Is it this is it? Mm-hmm. Um, tour and then obviously Michael Jackson passed away um, after a couple of those shows because he started working with them at him in the May and then the June Michael Jackson ended up passing away but a big um, project that Kenny got to work on was directing the This Is It feature film that does the um, that shows some of the recordings of his concert um, out in Los Angeles. So for him to then take this tour and turn it into a motion picture, huge, huge deal. Yeah, not only that, I thought it was super interesting and has to be an incredible honor he was a part of directing Michael Jackson's funeral. Yeah, I, I saw that. I thought that was, I don't know, I just was blown away that like he would be get, like he would be given that honor. It's such a big deal. Mike, I, in my personal opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson is one of the biggest artists ever. Like, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I think that that's pretty well received and yeah, like universal. a common opinion. Yeah. Um, but to be that close to Michael Jackson and knowing how good of a dancer Michael Jackson was, how iconic his moves were for Kenny Ortega to be a part of his tour and directing and choreography, doing the choreography for his dancers, you know that this man knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And that, I mean, I watched that funeral on the TV and I mean, I can't, I don't even know what the 
the numbers were for the viewers, but that was probably a lot of pressure to have to direct something like that for a funeral for someone that was so iconic, such as Michael Jackson. This is a side story. I, you know how there are these things that happen in your life where you're like, I remember where I was when. Yes, I remember. I do too. I remember where I was when I found out that Michael Jackson had died. Okay, where, where, tell me, where were you? I was at a gas station. Were you also at a I gas station? I was also at a gas station. Oh my gosh. Where well, were you going? I don't remember where I was going, but I was with my mom and I was at the gas station and my mom comes running out of the inside part of the gas station. I guess she was getting like a drink or something and she came running out and she was like, I just saw on the TV that Michael Jackson is dead. Is that real? Can you look at like, how do we find out if that's real? And I was like, Michael ja- Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson. You, you're talking about the same person, right? And it was just like so aghast that he would be gone. I cannot believe you found out at a gas station because I did too. We were on the way to a family vacation. We were just stopped at a gas station filling up. And I I think I, my mom saw something on her phone. I don't remember exactly. But I remember us all sitting in the car being like, like oh my gosh, what in the world? So, yeah. But yeah, gas station. I grew up as a dancer, danced to Michael Jackson all the time. I had the Michael Jackson Greatest Hits music video DVD that I would put in my mom's car and watch on the little TV on the back of her uh, headrest and would just watch Michael Jackson music videos on repeat. <laughs> I can absolutely picture you in like the backseat of a car trying to replicate his moves also. Oh, actually, yeah, we just didn't record things like we do now. So if we were in this day and age and we were able to record little me watching Michael Jackson trying to do all of his dance moves and know all of the words to all the songs and the music videos, all of the things like, he was just such a big part of my childhood and like music love growing up. So. For that reason, it makes me respect Kenny Ortega so much just because of how much I respect Michael Jackson and his artistry. So for, like I said, Kenny to be selected as the person who works hand in hand with a legend like Michael to put together a show, he's just the top of the top. Absolutely. He also did music video for Madonna. He did uh, Madonna's Material Girl Mm -hmm. video and Olivia Newton-John, RIP, Olivia Newton-John's Physical that's Let's so good. Physical. <laughs> I like just so many cool opportunities that people would like artists like that would reach out to and be like, hey, I've, I want you to choreograph and direct this music video. Yeah. So he's like, it's so wild to me how somebody just being consistent and dedicated with him being on tour with this band called The Tubes for 10 years turns into Cher, Madonna, Michael, like all of these big names pretty immediately. So, I mean, I think it just shows that when you're good at what you do, it doesn't it doesn't take much for people to start recognizing. Yeah, and some of this was before he got integrated with his Disney career, but a lot of it was also like kind of mixed in between like the Michael Jackson stuff was happening kind of hand in hand with um, a lot of the Disney films that he was starting to be a part of so it just goes to show he's just like he was all over the place at all time I I put all this stuff kind of in like a timeline um, and I'm most of them are like the movies that he directed but I wanted to note that he also choreographed a couple of other things that I had no idea he was a part of. Um, I've never heard of St. Elmo's Fire. Have you heard of St. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a older film, but it's a pretty okay. popular one, yeah. Okay, I, 
I'm just guess I'm not educated, but <laughs> <laughs> he choreographed that movie, uh, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Dirty Dancing. Yeah, Dirty Dancing too. Like, I mean, the iconic nature of Patrick Swayze in that film and the dancing. I mean, again, just to be a part of that, which a lot of it was um, filmed in North Carolina. Shout out to our state. Did not uh, know that about Dirty Dancing. Yeah, we. I've been to a lot of the film sites for that movie. It's so I, cool. I love, I love me some dancing stuff. So, um, yeah, for him to also be a part of that, again, legendary. So good. And then other like notable events that he choreographed. He has choreographed a Super Bowl halftime which I need to look up exactly who the performer was, but he did that. He has choreographed for the Academy Awards, the Atlanta Summer Olympics, and the Salt Lake Winter Olympics. So like any event that you saw some really awesome dancing at, it was probably Kenny Ortega's choreography at this point. Yeah, seriously. He also, like he won awards for all of these things where it's, even if it's something short and it seems like, how do you win an award for this? What he did was so good that it was recognized and won awards. Yeah. So, I mean, again, more power to him for um, all that he's done. Uh, the halftime show that he choreographed for the Super Bowl was Diana Ross. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, another another icon where he just is, everybody knows who Kenny is and they're calling him to do their choreography. So all of those things are really outstanding alone but the very first thing that he did for disney was actually they reached out to him to choreograph for a tv program it was um i forget what it was called mini something mini it had to do with Minnie mouse and then he did a mickey mouse one too where it was just like a short tv program that they wanted him to do choreography for and that was what started their relationship and from that program that he did choreography for it turned into his first actual working full project with disney yeah his first directorial career or i guess directorial role with disney was actually um with newsies in 1992 which was a huge hit it's a very well-known disney version of a popular musical and it was a, a big success for the time in terms of musicals being a movie. I think that that is something where you, it's happened over time, but things like Grease or Footloose, those are the type of movies where, you know, you have to have a really good choreographer. So for Disney to pull Kenny Ortega, who they know is working with really big name artists for something that's going to be a musical, they made a great move there. And you know him stepping out of choreographer only to now directing opens a whole new door and chapter for his career oh yeah and you'd mentioned footloose i saw this fact earlier so when they were making the when they were doing the the remake of footloose i think it was 2011 mm -hmm. yep um there was big talk between kenny and whoever was I guess the executive producers or whatever about having him be the choreographer for that and then like something fell through and they never used him but I don't think they ever really communicated that they weren't using him and so there was like a little bit of a burned bridge there from what I read but he was quote unquote supposed to have been the choreographer for the new Footloose. Yeah what I saw was that he had some negative feedback for the direction that they were going with the remake he didn't really love some of the selections and i think from that maybe they decided to go with somebody else but weren't super clear 
with him yeah. that that was what was happening and that they were going to stick with what they wanted to do despite him having a difference of opinion and it just ended up being kind of a bad blood situation but i mean it's all right though because he has so much in his pocket that he can be like well i directed this and i choreographed this so yeah well and maybe if he had taken on that we wouldn't have some of the things like descendants exactly which i'm gonna get to a little bit later in the timeline what did he what did he um direct in 1993 well of course we want to talk about hocus pocus again yeah the new hocus pocus film hocus pocus 2 just came out recently i have not seen it yet at the time of recording this by the time it's released i probably will have seen it so stay tuned for a review you have seen it i have seen it it's missing kenny i'll say that much Mm. but he directed the original hocus pocus like we talked about in our previous episode um when we did decoms there were such a thing as disney premiere films and it was a made for tv movie to begin with and kenny's kind of early in his directing career and they loved what he did with newsies so they brought him on for hocus pocus and obviously he made a classic i'm curious to know why they didn't uh, pick him for the second film i wonder if it was more he didn't want to do it mm. i don't know I, yeah. I didn't read into that but I'm Do we know sh- the director of the new one? Um, we can look it up. Okay, we can look that up. You can look that up while I'm while I'm chatting about this. So it definitely could have been that he wasn't interested. I feel like since he's been doing a lot of these films where he has done choreography and directing, you can see his like you can see his skill set really shine. There's not choreography in um, Hocus Pocus, so my thought is maybe maybe because it was more of just a directorial role he didn't want to pursue it because his biggest hits have had that combo piece that's just my own perception though of the situation obviously it's just my opinion we would have to go look up exactly why um he wasn't chosen for that but do you have the director for the yeah her name is ann fletcher oh interesting i don't think i know her Yeah, so he, um, it does say that the original director did not return to direct or write or produce the sequel, so Kenny wasn't involved at all. Um, Very interesting. It doesn't say why, but Ann Fletcher was um, the director for the sequel. Gotcha. Okay, so after 1993, he took a pretty significant break um with directing or choreography doing choreography for disney films um his next films he had a double year in 2006 with high school musical and cheetah girls 2 in the same year yeah i mean that's just like the biggest double hitter that you could put out there for disney channel lovers cheetah girls and high school musical to have your name on both of those major props also think it's interesting that he just did cheetah girls 2 and not the first one or the last one yeah i think it probably has to do with him being a hot commodity after high school musical where they're like oh you know what you're doing you made us a smash hit why don't you jump on this movie over here and then also i just love cheetah girls too like the dancing in it is really really good strut i mean that whole dance segment oh I mean, Kenny, his name's written all over it, but 
Um, yeah, I think maybe it was just a timing thing where he was already working with Disney so closely on other well-known projects that he was able to latch on to the other ones that they had in the works. Um, and it made sense for him at the time. But after that, maybe it was it didn't make as much sense for him to jump on to sequels of other things. Yeah. And when I was making this timeline, I, I was like, wow. A lot of these sequels to these films were filmed very back to back to back. So like High School Musical, the first one was in 2006. Then he was director and choreographer for High School Musical 2 in 2007. And then High School Musical 3 in 2008. So three years in a row. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of filming. Yeah, I feel like at that point when you commit to doing that much, especially with all the singing and dancing that was involved with High School Musical, I I think he had to be like so committed and so behind the 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 mission or the the idea of high school musical that it was too hard for him to walk away once they signed up for yeah. these sequels. He was like, Okay, well, I'm in it this far, this is my thing. I'm not leaving until we're done. They probably were like, Okay, we've wrapped up production for this film, we're starting the production for the next film like next week. Like they just kinda probably. probably just kept it rolling because it's hard enough to put together one film let alone three and to do it three films in three years that's a lot of work on everybody involved the cast doc production editing i mean all of it so yeah no and i mean all of the high school musical films sometimes when you do that many back to back to back i kind of feel this way about cheetah girls like the more the sequels kept coming out the more diluted the the actual story or the content was i feel like high school musical was strong beginning to end it definitely was i mean i could watch each individual film and feel content like it wasn't like i feel like i had to go watch another one or that one was better than the other they're all single standing amazing films yeah absolutely so after high school musical which we all know and love so dearly he moves on to he does a couple of other things like guest judge with dancing with the stars which is another disney owned um entity or show but after that he moves on to his next big thing which is courtney's thing so i'm gonna let her talk about it oh my gosh okay so he moves on in 2015 to do the descendants trilogy high school musical descendants they're both amazing and song quality dance quality i mean all of it you can tell i didn't even need to know that kenny was the director and the choreographer because i just knew it was him like you can see it on the screen but descendants the first one was in 2015 descendants 2 was in 2017 and descendants 3 was in 2019 so with this trilogy they definitely took more time than high school musical and my opinion about the differences in the dance and song i think having the extra time between films I think helped Descendants because their dancing I think is stronger than High School Musical. The moves are more intricate. It's like Kenny took his choreography to the next level. Um, We were talking about this. I don't know if we mentioned on a podcast but I think you were saying you were like I feel like the High School Musical dances like are very 
anybody can do them, mm-hmm. whereas Descendants requires a little bit more skill. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. I think that the dancing in Descendants takes the cake. I think sometimes that has to do with the cast that you're given. I mean, seeing Vanessa Hudgens or um, Zac Efron try to do some of the moves that they do in Descendants, I don't know that it would have come through as clean or um, as cool looking. So natural dancers versus people who you're trying to teach dance um, definitely makes a difference with Kenny's ability to go all out in his choreography so I feel like the cast of Descendants he had some incredible dancers to work with and I mean in general like the singing and the dancing is is great in Descendants I think that the storylines are are so different that it's a win for him in both categories I don't think that he like failed in one trilogy and and succeeded in another they're both huge successes but I you're totally spot on he had more time and more ability and skill like you said to do some incredible choreography for Descendants so we kind of agree that the dancing is better in Descendants what do you think about the songs um I know the high school musical songs better so I think I just connect and and like those more just because my familiarity with it um i don't think descendants is bad i think it's very different i think high school musical is meant to sound like a musical and there's some songs like get your head in the game or some of the other ones that troy bolton aka zach efron does later on that are more poppy and they go from musical to trying to sound modern whereas descendants is like modern through i feel like in terms of its sound yeah, I, if I had to pick, I would pick the songs for High School Musical and the dancing for Descendants. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with the modern. I I really like the style of the music in Descendants, but also there's something so classic about the High School Musical songs that like they're always a banger. Yeah, like when Kelsey's playing on the piano and it's just them singing a cappella, like that is what drama and... A high, an actual high school musical would be like so I feel like it stays true to the idea of these teenagers trying to put together a high school show um, and that's not necessarily the storyline of Descendants so the music's very different but yeah I think the the music in high school musical was a bigger success in my opinion than Descendants but the dancing not even a question Descendants is way better yeah i don't know like you know when high school musical came out and they would have like on disney channel they would have the like dance alongs yes where, like on the commercial breaks they would teach you the dance i don't know if for descendants they also did something like that but if they did i'm sure it was like much more complicated to teach kids on the disney channel so i have to go back and see if they did a dance along version of descendants yeah that's a great question i mean like the we're all in this together choreography which is kenny ortega um they had sessions where you could tune in a disney channel and learn how to do it and do it with the cast and that was exciting and fun and i think it makes it fun and it also I think in terms of what Kenny is passionate about and supporting people who love drama club and love acting and singing doing something where you can get teenagers at home to want to learn a dance that's not too hard for them and be able to do it along with the cast of High School Musical that's I think to his point like to his his 
mission of standing up for those people who love musicals and and the drama and being a part of that type of activity. So um, I love that that was a part of what they did with High School Musical. I feel like Kenny probably had his hand on that and was like, hey, we should do a tutorial where people can tune in and not only can we have a sing-along, but we can have a dance-along too. I feel like that would totally be something that he would be all over. Yeah, I now that he's 72, I wonder kind of what the what his future career could look like. Will he choreograph any more Disney films? Will he direct any more? I'm very curious to see if he gets approached or and completes any more future projects. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know when you're 72 and you've had so much success if you're looking for your next project because you can't sit still and you want to do the next thing or if he's looking to just chill out and be like, look, I've had my career, I've done my thing and it's been a great, great journey. Now I'm just going to chill and maybe dance in my mirror. Yeah, I was thinking because like he got his Disney Legends Award in 2019. He also received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that year as well. That might have been just been his like, you know what, I'm just going to chill out now. But he didn't stop in 2019. He actually did a Netflix original show. It came out in 2020 called Julie and the Phantoms. I have not seen that show, but he has done a project since then. But I haven't heard of anything that is in the works with him. So very curious to see the future of his career at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. I um, remember seeing the the trailer for Julie and the Phantoms. I never actually watched it, but now that we've done this episode and all this research, I'm definitely going to go watch a f- oh. an episode or two and see if I'm into it. Of course, because if it's a Kenny Ortega production, then you know it's going to have a le- level of like excellence just because he is a part of it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything on this list that is under his name that's something that I look back on and I'm like yeah that wasn't my favorite like everything that's on his career list is something that I'm absolutely in love with I adore his work from things like Hocus Pocus to his work in the music industry and being on tour and doing music videos with Madonna or um, concerts with Michael Jackson. I mean, all of it has just been something to recognize for sure. But all, I mean, I, I definitely think that there are people out there where we could discuss a project and I'll be like, yeah, I didn't really like that one. Yeah, but I don't I feel that way. I agree. I mean, his career is just has just been so packed since he stepped out and was like, you know what, we're just going to go for it. And I really admire his work and his work has been a big part of my love for Disney. Oh, 100%. I we talked about this um I think last time, but I like I literally did a middle school musical with my friends because I was so <laughs> enamored with high school musical that I thought it would be so cool if I could make my own. And so it's his work and his vision and his direction for things like that that have inspired so many people. Yeah, I I'm sure that a lot of you listening have have been impacted by Kenny Ortega's work in some way or another. And so we are probably all very grateful for his skill set and his contributions to the Disney company. And he has obviously well earned this award as a Disney legend. Is there anything else you want to add about Kenny before we sign off into our little segments? Um, I will add uh, again, like just in retrospect thinking about all the things we've talked about all the things that he's touched are lasting icons 
Michael Jackson, High School Musical, Descendants, like they are going to stand the test of time. Dirty Dancing, all, all Miley of these Cyrus. Things. Miley Cyrus, yeah. I mean, Madonna, it, it, like the list is endless. But I think um, when I, something that is really sweet and sentiment and just, again, a testament to being somebody who has a dream and just chasing after it no matter what. When he received his Disney Legends Award and it was presented to him by Bob Iger, he told this story about being a boy and watching the Mickey Mouse Club um or the what is it called? The Club, Mickey, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, or was it just no, like no, the no. Mickey Mouse? Oh, like the Mouseketeers or something? Yeah, um, where it had like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and all of them in it. Right, but it was like the generation before them. I forget what it's called, but when he was little, there was like the the present or the program on TV that you could watch, and it would they would all kind of exactly like the Britney Spears Ryan Gosling version of it, but just way earlier in time. And he told the story about watching it as a kid, and he would stand in his living room and say his name when they would call out their names and be like, "I'm Diane, I'm whoever," and he would say, "And I'm Kenny," and he like wanted to be a part. He talked about wanting to be a part of that club so bad and trying to imagine if he could crawl into the TV and be on the show with them and would just sing and dance in his living room and coming from his grandparents were Spanish immigrants his parents were blue-collar workers and he just wanted to dance and sing and whenever he received his Disney Legend Award he thanked everybody in the audience and people at Disney for finally officially making him a part of the club and I just thought that was so sweet that it's something that was early on in his life as a young kid where he wanted to pursue this dream and then getting to realize it so much later in life it you know is something that he's stuck with all this time and I think that is a testament to his passion um, but again to the iconicness of all that he's done. You said that so well I mean I echo everything that you say I love that story and I it just touches my heart to see that something like that come full circle someone that is just sitting in their living room that has a dream and then years later is receiving prestigious awards for the things that they have accomplished it truly goes to show that if you have a dream and something that you're passionate about and then you go after it with all your heart you are doing the best job that you can and if something comes of that that is incredible and like you should be proud of yourself for that so I love that Kenny teaches us that and has given us movies that we can look back on and be inspired by and get excited about. So thank you guys for hanging out with us and learning more about the one and only Kenny Ortega. We are going to kick it over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. If you're celebrating something while you're at Walt Disney World or Disneyland, be sure to stop by Guest Relations and ask for a button to share what you're celebrating. For example, for your birthday, they have birthday buttons that you're able to wear around the parks, and a lot of times you'll get little special add-ons because of that birthday button. So if you're at a dining reservation, you might be able to even get a little dessert at the end to celebrate that special occasion. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. 
creator spotlight it's a spotlight for not me <laughs> wow oh my gosh guys i i'm put on the spot now i get nervous they're getting I know. worse i went right into that segment and i could tell you weren't quite paying attention so the fact that you just kind of pulled that jingle out I was I'm trying. I'm, you know, I'm impressed. It's not. You gave your best. It is not Kenny worthy. I'm sorry, Kenny. It's if you wrote the jingle, it would sound way better. Yeah, we're gonna need to run that back and run. You know, as a director, like cut, <laughs> action. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry, so, guys. Anyways, today's creator spotlight is Magic with Han. H A N N. She is a super cute creator on Instagram. She is New York based, but frequents Disney World off. She is a merchandise pin and lounge fly collector. So her content is so unique because you get to kind of step into her world and see a little bit of her collection, which I think is so fun and a unique way to express your creativity on social media. Yeah, I also personally love following creators who aren't necessarily based in Florida like we are. It's a good reminder that as much as I want to be an Orlando local and be there all the time, so many people experience the magic in different ways and bring magic into their own homes when they aren't in the parks. And so to be able to follow people who are Orlando locals and can give you the Disney content on a regular basis, but also people who can show you how to experience Disney magic, even when you aren't in the parks and you're far away, like being in New York is really, really awesome in my opinion, to be able to have a variety of people who love Disney from all different walks of life. Um, So certainly give her a follow and add her to your feed because what she does is so fun and creative. We love having magic with Han show up on our feed i love that well guys again thank you so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the castle chat it is so fun when we get to spend time together so thank you for giving up your time to be with us but for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye